I mostly just want to hug beer and go to bed with it. Yeah. Um. Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Just one. One beer at a time. Sometimes there's two. It's, I, I, I have a hard time drinking two beers at a time. <laughs> but I, I don't really have a hard yeah. time doing that ever. But, um, have, you, have you met you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, with us today is... <laughs> Drum roll, please. Sorry. I, uh, I had a, a little a moment there. Wow. Welcome to the brain fart episode. <laughs> it's it's essentially nine thirty in the morning. So mm-hmm. give this me a bloody brought break. To you by daylight savings time. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, the assholes who brought you daylight savings time. <laughs> um, anyway, with us today is the indomitable Caleb Sanders. Hey, Brianna Longwords. Not not quite, but we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> Log word, Edwell? Edwell. Edwell, yeah. I like Edwell. Edwell. That sounds Edwell. good. I, like that. I think I'll go with that. Edwell. You should sure. have a third after that, like Edwell the third. Ooh. Esquire. Esquire. Yes. <laughs> Lady Edwell. And last and least, <laughs> our producer extraordinaire. Wow. The Richtofarian. Greetings. So, now we can drink beer. Yay! I brought... We went to the Fieldhouse Brewing with some friends of ours from Canada. It's in East Abbey, as they have all over this bottle. East mm. Abbey? It's Abbotsford, people. Yeah. No, trust me. Not, not even the fun Abbotsford. It's it's Canadian Abbotsford. But... Not Isn't kidding. the fun Abbotsford then Sumas? That's not, that's not <laughs> no, no. I, was, I think Abbotsford's uh, like a county in like Scotland or something like uh. that. Uh, but the Ford of the Abbots, uh, which, which you know, saying that I don't know, I've never been there. But I'm on it. <laughs> yes, Abbotsford, look it up. Oh, um, she's she's still the intern at heart. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how to use Google better than you old farts. <laughs> I can't get on the Google. And I brought a bunch of beer back so we could uh, have it on the podcast. We've we had it uh, we had it on a podcast, but that podcast has subsequently disappeared. I don't know where it went, but. Uh, did we lose one? Yeah, we lost one. Oh, <laughs> did, it, the did last we? Episode. Did it? Did it just run off while we weren't paying attention to it? And I mean, we're going to see it on milk kind cartons. Um, this is their uh, salted black porter. I don't know how well it's going to go with the uh, remaining beer mosa that we. And have. that's more than enough for me in the morning. <laughs> Lies. There's coffee in it, right? It's a porter. Oh, is this coffee? No, the other one's a coffee one. Oh, I see. You can have this one. I didn't put quite as much. Oh, okay. So well, I don't know if it's because of my location, but all I'm getting is Abbotsford, Vancouver, and flights from Abbotsford to London. I will have the rest of this. Abbotsford, London? What? No, it's Abbotsford, BC to London. Like, I can't oh. find anything because, you know, we're right there by the border, as I point. We're actually closer to Abbotsford than we're to Bellingham right now. Yes. It's mm-hmm. true. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. That is good. That is a good breakfast beer. Well, I don't know about breakfast. It was really well with my coffee. <laughs> this feels like a beer that we should end the episode with, to be honest. Yeah, this it's, is... it's surprisingly light for how dark it is. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. It, it, it's it's much more refreshing than most porters you'd think would be. What is this again? This is from... This is from Fieldhouse Brewing in East Abbotsford. Salted Black BC, nice. Which BC, as everyone knows, means bring cash. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, actually, the, all the bottles I bought, because we uh, they're doing a series right now of like international uh, IPAs, uh-huh. and they have, they're basically, they, they take ingredients from these countries and make an IPA out of it. Yeah. Uh, they have a Nordic one where they're using a bunch of, uh, um, you know, Swedish and Norwegian, you know, uh, items to to do and and then they also have a Mexican one mm-hmm. and then they have a Japanese IPA too which was actually really good. The Japanese IPA was really good. Hmm. Uh, I bought a Mexican one but we drank it. So, eh. um but I did bring their Imperial Coffee Brown which is amazing. It was uh, wow. aged in whiskey and oak barrels. Mm. Uh, and then I thought I'd try their Wild Sour Saison. All that stuff cost about $35. Oh. But was that thirty five Canadian or thirty five US? It was Canadian at the so time. So like a buck fifty? Yeah, yeah. I mean after the exchange. But then you have to pay the <laughs> credit card fees for international conversions. So. Yeah, exactly. But it's all good. I never it's found it cheaper. I mean, it's been ages since we've gone over the border to, to shop, but you would do the you'd convert your money. Like back back I don't know what the conversion rate is now, but it's you like know. you'd convert your money and it would be like, Wow, I've got so much more money and then you would get over there and the prices were like way <laughs> higher than here. So it was yeah. like um I think I'm getting screwed actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll go up there to shop sometimes because it's easier than going to Seattle and yep. there are shop stores up there that you'd have to go to Seattle or further yep. to get to. Yeah. But it's never like, like Ooh, yeah. let's go get a Vancouver deal. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah, in Mexico you you certainly see the difference. But, oh, yeah. that, but there that's also you're buying Armani ish mm-hmm. and uh, and Calvino Klein. It's like all the knockoff brands that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Calvino Klein. There's nothing wrong with Calvino Klein. Well, I, grocery shopping is really where you see it down there because I mean everything's one third the price it is here, even if it was made in the same factory and then sent there. It's yeah. still that much cheaper. It's yeah. kind of amazing, you know. And I did that on purpose. To uh, I brought back a bottle of aspirin, it was like Advil or something like that, from there. And then I bought a bottle of aspirin here, and it was made in the same place, oh, <laughs> even though it cost two times more here. What? Yeah. Price fixing? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. But oh yeah, you can eat for a month on like a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sounds like you're being a fucking communist, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa now. <laughs> I prefer socialist. What? Well, they're the same yeah, thing. Well, necessities are cheap. The uh, the uh, clothing and electronics and stuff, all that stuff is super expensive. So. Yeah. Which really is how it used to be here and probably still should be. Yeah. Because uh, the disposable clothes and uh, electronics culture is not doing us much good. No, it's no. not. It's really not. I mean, it was handy that I didn't have to spend $10,000 when my TV up and died a month ago, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I do wonder, but you know, the first one we got for like five hundred that made Tamara like horribly nauseous. She could not watch it. Um, what was I, it? Was it the like it was HD a or something? Vizio. Uh, all LED TVs are a little bit problematic for. Her. Yeah. Uh, we, after extensive research, learned that essentially the difference between a cheap LED TV and an expensive LED TV is how much work they put into the control systems to determine how quickly the lights turn off and on. So a cheap one, it's crap tech, it's crap software, it's crap technology. So yeah. you get a lot more blurriness and in, you know, and they try and add on a bunch of algorithms to create that soap opera effect. So you feel like everything is a New Mexico or a Mexico City telenovela. Um, but all that does <laughs> yeah. is make it sharp, clear, and blurry. Uh, it makes so, all the men cry and the women, you know, strong. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and everyone is holding alcohol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, we went uh, returned that one and paid twice as much for one that uh, actually works really well. So it just turns out you just have, you know, all the cheap electronics just don't work. Yeah. It turns out, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still shopping around for a new TV because about this much of the top of the TV, and I'm, I'm, it's about six inches or 15 centimeters, uh, is, about, is just lines, just black lines through it. Yeah, so. You know, that's really funny. I'd never really thought about the fact that TVs are now more or less a disposable thing. I yeah. mean, that you have that. It always cracks me up when I drive past that little building on Northwest that used to say TV repair on it. I think it's like a nursery now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. TV repair shops used to actually exist. And now I guess now that I think about it, nobody. Nobody thinks that way anymore. If your yeah. TV goes just gets tossed out. Oh, yeah, in Mexico, they repair everything. There's a guy that will come pick up your garbage just to repair it <laughs> and then sell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, we would think of it as garbage. Like, oh, my toaster's on the fritz. Let me just go get a new one. No, yeah. this guy will take your old toaster and fix it and yeah. resell it. Well, a toaster um, has, like, a part. It's like <laughs> it, with uh, an Internet guide and a soldering iron, any of us could probably fix our toaster. Right. Yeah, And we're about three degrees right now from booze. <laughs> you said you wanted to do this Kevin Bacon thing with booze. Yeah, I do. So how are we three degrees? We're away three from degrees me? away from booze. Yeah. Well, I assume well, that the guy, the guy in Mexico who was repairing that toaster, was probably drinking tequila while he was doing. No, it. no. <laughs> He's riding his, his his bike thing that has the big trailer behind it. It's mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Nice. <laughs> Very good. No, I was just trying to connect it back. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, what do you well? So, what do we think of the field house's salted black order? I, I like it quite a bit. I'd I'm not sure I'm getting the salt, but I yeah, which is probably good. I don't necessarily yeah. want to have a salinated beer. Yeah, but uh, no, it's good. I'm not usually a dark beer guy, but it's light enough that I, mm. I don't feel like it's killing me. Like it's killing. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> I mean, not to be dramatic, but well, yeah, I was I was shuddering a little bit when I saw how dark it was. But you're yeah, you're right. My first taste. I think was like a shuddering <laughs> mental. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be heavier than it was, but yeah, you're it's right. It does, kind of, it does kind of remind me of the oyster stouts that I've had <laughs> that are actually made with oysters, and I think the salinity lightens it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, um, I guess maybe brightens it, gives you uh, something else other than just maltiness to yeah. pay attention yeah. to. Yeah, but very good stuff. Go to Fieldhouse Brewing; they're awesome. I'd give it a four. Wow. Yeah. We use a five-point scale here. Yeah. yeah. In a little while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, <laughs> I'd give it a four. I would yeah. give it a five among dark beers. Since oh, yeah. I kind of have to keep those in a separate category from the beers I usually drink. But yeah. yeah, probably a three and a half or four yeah. uh, overall. Did you ha- have a sip? Not yet. Have a oh. Sip. oh. I was thinking Bree's not usually quiet about beer. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just want to listen she just wants, when I'm sleepy and it's early. Philosophical. And I was up about it. because I was like, fuck daylight savings time. I'm yeah. staying up and I'm like, God damn my life. <laughs> you just, did you stay up late or just stay up all night? Stay up late. I try to stay up all night, but I usually by about two, I start to die. Yeah. I, I start getting the, the in my head yeah. at about three or so, yeah, and you get a headache, and your neck feels weak, and you're like, I think I'm gonna literally just fall. I'm over. like, oh right, I'm almost 41. I'm not 20. I shouldn't keep trying to do this. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't do it. I, you know, 11 o'clock comes, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think my uh, best friend's like 
28th birthday is the last time I did anything even close to staying up all night. It was a pirate theme party because his birthday is right around uh, Halloween, so there's usually costumes involved. And I went as uh, the man in black, Wesley, from uh, Princess Bride because he's awesome and uh, you can literally make that costume from anything around the house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just grabbed a bunch of black things and wrapped them around me, and I was good. Uh, and borrowed a sword from Catherine because she had a sword. And, uh, yeah, we were up until, like, four in the morning, five in the morning. I was wasted. He was wasted. He was just sitting there silent while I waxed eloquent about everything that came to mind. Uh, I'm sure so it was precious. quite eloquent. So well, I waxed something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I can't do that shit anymore. Mm. I don't remember the last time I've I, I haven't thought about that in a while. I haven't. I haven't. I used to stay up all the time. I was like till six in the morning type thing, and then sleep from six to noon when I could get away with it. But yeah, I don't remember the last time I stayed up past about one thirty ish. If I gave my body its way, I would. Uh, no, I actually enjoy sleep when. My body lets me, yeah. but I'd probably sleep from th- uh, three a.m. to eleven a.m. Uh, and be active the other hours. But you know, it's weird turns to... out you can't, you know, live a life that way very well unless yeah. you are, you know, working a kitchen. Yeah. When I was younger, I couldn't. I didn't get good quality sleep if it was nighttime, and that's part of the reason. It wasn't because I would just like to stay up. It was because if I if I slept from if I went to bed at one o'clock in the morning and slept till ten, I wouldn't feel rested. But if I went to bed at six as the sun was coming up and slept till about noon, I'd feel I'd be great. Jump out of bed, be ready to go. There's something about like daytime sleeping in the daytime in the morning. Yeah. Maybe would you're work better. Just a giant infant, because don't they flip <laughs> days and nights? Um, I think they just I, sleep. Uh, yeah, they're like cats; they'll just sleep whenever they want. <laughs> they <laughs> sleep, cry, but never feed, when you want. Jet. Yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, but. I know I worked nights for, uh, you know, I worked graveyard for, what, eight years, nine years, something like that, at the casino, and and I it was great. It was wonderful. But at the end of that stint, there, my body just completely changed. Yeah. And I couldn't do it anymore. And then when I went to days, it was like, yeah, this is great. I can mm-hmm. function again. Yeah. You know, it, just my body changed. And now, even now, I could probably go to bed at 8 o'clock at night and get up at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. Well, and you've mm-hmm. been doing that for so long. Yeah. Because you work, you start your day so early. Yeah, well, this week I started at uh, 1 a.m. I left here at 1 a.m. and got there at 2 and mm. worked until about 11 or 12 and came home. God, why? Because <laughs> yeah. I had to. No. It's <sighs> something to be discussed off podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was one of the rules, right? Wow. No, no work talk. Oh. <laughs> I don't want our editor to have to uh, Work too edit. hard at that. So, yeah. We'll just say for reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. For reasons yeah. that have nothing to do with my asshole boss. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. When, uh, no, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was in New York for work. And uh, usually after a day or so, I adapt. I don't jet lag ter- terribly. But I was – the hotel I was at, there was, like, construction going on. I just literally could not sleep the first night. Ugh. Barely slept the second night. Only slept a little bit the third night. And then that last night, so I was there – working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday night, um, I finally got some sleep, which was actually worse because now my body's trying to catch up and I still have to get up and go to the airport mm. uh, and fly home and all of that. So it was it was uh, Friday in meetings. I'm just like glazing over, losing track of what I'm doing halfway through. And 
uh, I literally like had sentences dead end partway through. I'd just be like, so I'm thinking as we go into the... <laughs> kind of like my intro. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I call that a human I call that a human blue screen. And just oh, waiting, yeah. waiting to reboot and continue. Yeah. yeah. Got that Task little manager. percentage in Windows time <laughs> happening. Task manager, a.k.a. caffeine. It's funny that he crashed. There's nothing running in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Oh, uh, there's a, just a bunch of shit cached that we need to clear out, and only powering down is going to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's probably the story of humanity, right? All the yeah. shit that gets cached. Well, weirdly, that's kind of what happens. The reason we need sleep is so that our uh, the cleaning systems can clean out all the junk from our neurons, yeah, uh, yeah. from the gaps between the our nerve cells, so yeah. the synapses. And if you, the longer you go the less efficient they are because they're dealing with a bunch of shit that's already there. Yeah. And so it is kind of too much stuff has gotten cached and we need to clear it out. Powering down is the only way to do it. Hmm. If only I knew where that... Yeah, it would be nice if you could just access your own temp folder. <laughs> just exactly. throw it all out. That's what alcohol is oh, for. I, <laughs> I, I call it rebooting whenever yeah. I get a little drunk. Don't worry, Rick. You know, yeah. Pfizer's working on that. Oh, I'm and sure. And they'll charge you a pretty penny for it. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the ad with all the uh, side effects you know, and, the, and the happy May cause memory loss and the ridiculous uh, yeah. nosebleeds, eye rupturing, spleen death, but public you can itching go of groin. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I always love that the side effects always include a worse version of the problem you're trying to solve: mm-hmm. loss of concentration, yeah, sudden, yeah. Uh, sudden sleeplessness, sudden sleep, <laughs> narcolepsy. <laughs> Death. A small percentage of people will uh, will lose their nose. If, you, if this happens, please contact your healthcare provider. Exactly. Yeah. And then it'll have some sort of like Pokemon like name to it too. <laughs> Lyrica. I made a, I made a test once of like forty different um, prescription medication or uh, uh, medication names like that with planets from Star Wars mm-hmm. as a which one is it type of. Thing. <laughs> it would it would work really well with Pokemon. It, it would work. Yeah, that's maybe maybe a better match. Yeah. But yeah, it we was should, funny. We, we should bring that on the podcast. We should have a guest on and play yeah. Pokemon or or drug. Yeah. Ask your doctor if Mirabella no, is you right know for too you. Many Pokemon. <laughs> we need somebody who doesn't really know Pokemon that well. Oh yeah, no kidding. So, so that I would be the one to test on. That. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. Pikachu. And Mewtwo. I, I I know Pikachu and Mewtwo. I, I guess and I know you. also know Charizard and I know the ones that are on Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> Smash Brothers, nice. <laughs> Why are they on Smash Bros? Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo, because that's where they originated. It was a yeah, uh, it Nintendo was a re- Game Boy game, and then it became a TV show and a manga, and then it became a card game. Da-da! Yeah. <laughs> Smash Brothers. Is there... What? Careful what you say. Smash Brothers is awesome. No, it is. It's. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just trying to think. Is there like? I, I've lost track of what the latest version is of that. Well, they're about to make it for the Switch, but the most recent yeah. version is Brawl yep. on the Wii U. Oh, yep. okay. So I've played. I've played that. Yeah. 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 Where Princess Peach can beat the shit out of Link. I, that Holy game cracks me up. It's like these cute little great. these cute yeah, little creatures that are cute little characters, and they're like beating Pikachu just going out of town. each other. Well, yeah. Yeah. Seeing that. Yeah. I look over at all the Mario games, and I'm like, fuck you, Peach. You could get out of this if you wanted to. I've seen you kick my ass repeatedly on Smash Brothers. I know what you can do. You're hanging out with Bowser because you like it. You like these twisted jealousy games. Yeah, yeah. She's, I, I and nobody she's has just... ever talked about who Bowser Jr.'s mother is. Yeah. Uh, that would be a little spiky coming out, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, she probably laid an egg. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah that's, that's probably that true. Way. Yeah. 
that my, makes my sense. kids were fanatical about that game. And one of the funniest stories I have about Mason when he was little comes from Super Smash Brothers. He, we were driving in the car one day, and he was trying to tell me about, at the time his favorite character was Kirby. And he was trying to tell me about why Kirby was so cool. And he was just kind of going on about it. And at one point he says, he goes, yeah, Kirby's really cool because he he sucks on you until you come in his mouth. I was like, okay, hold on. Once I recover and don't drive off the road. I may um, need to check out this game to make sure <laughs> that I, which of us should Kirby's be playing really it. really cool because you have to come in No, his he mouth. says he sucks on you until you come in his mouth. That was his exact description. Uh-huh. As a, like, four-year-old, five-year-old kid who had no clue <laughs> what he was saying. Vocabulary. Yeah, he's still working on his prepositions. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the best description he could do. And I literally... And I, I didn't realize how what? much I had in common with Kirby. <laughs> but, what? so... Now I need to know exactly what Kirby does. Like what Kirby is, is a, like the like marshmallow creature, yeah, and then yeah. he sucks you in, and you can he steals your power after yeah. he spits you back out. Yeah. Yep. So you whatever your character's basic special attack is, Kirby gets that in place of the second. Oh, so after like, he shits you out his back end. No, he spits no, you back, he out, out, back out. No, Yoshi shits really? you out the back. Oh, okay. Yep. Yoshi sucks you in it. and turns you into an egg. And let's <laughs> ignore the biology of that for a moment. <laughs> Let's go just back to Kirby because that's just creepy. But uh, so Kirby sucks you in. He yep. pulls you in. He breathes and then spits in, you back out, and then he pulls you into his mouth. Where does your son get coming and going from that? From it, because he's using those words in the very pure way that we're not because we're all pervs. Until you come into his mouth, he, you he sucks on you. <gasps> Until you come into his mouth. So you mouth. But he said, he literally said, I said, come. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He mm-hmm. sucks on you till, he, till you come in his mouth. It was the exact <laughs> phrase he said. <laughs> so going, and I'm just. Until you go, loop. I yeah. literally, I just like, oh my god! I started laughing so hard, and I was. I like, love kids about that. Did they look at you because you're laughing? Like, just like you'll understand in about. You're not taking me years. seriously. <laughs> well, there's actually a lot of. If you stop and think about video games, cartoons, anything, there's a lot of warp set. It's like continuous Smash Brothers. Peach, like if you attack her, defense is to whip out a toad from somewhere and you hit the toad instead of her and the, your attack bounces back. I'm like, where the fuck are you keeping that toad? And she pulls out these giant turnips, very phallic turnips, from nowhere well. and throws them at you. I'm like, okay, Peach, you are a whore. Well, it's just kind of like how Link carries all his crap everywhere. It's like, where the fuck are you pulling out this it's big bomb? obviously in his takes, hat. It takes two hands. And he has to throw it. My favorite thing about Link is actually from um, oh Ocarina God. of Time with the, the metal boots. <laughs> yep. Um, that if you have them on, they make you sink to the ground. But if you take them off and stow them, their weight vanishes. Yeah. <laughs> they no longer make you sink yep. to the uh, floor of the water. Well, shoes only exist if you're wearing them. So, yeah. you know. Well, everything only exists in video games if you're wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Everything magically kind of goes to this pile. That uh, Somebody did a, um, I don't know if who's played Skyrim here, mm-hmm. but somebody did a live action version of like Skyrim. Yeah. Where the heat is oh, yeah, battle I've and seen fight that. and everything. Yeah, and then yeah. he like just kneels down and then like the HUD appears and he's going through all the doop, doop, doop and it's all like disappearing from the guy's body and he's just left in his underwear and then he's like uh, 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 really like walking really slowly he's like, uh, 
and then he the HUD opens up and he goes doo, 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 and he starts throwing stuff out and then it just appears in the air and then falls down. It's so good. <laughs> well, I always love the I, the notion of a real of a, of a real life Skyrim. You know, it's like you're engaged in a battle. Oh my, my health is getting low. Hold on, I have to eat you know, fifty apples or an entire freaking <laughs> wheel of cheese, yeah. which you just have on your person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm picture I'm picturing the battle where there he's like he's like hold on hold on it's like how many apples you can eat just hold on wait jump 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 <laughs> and you're faster yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and tons of brooms and baskets. You know, you know what Why always you killed me in, in like first person shooter games, you know, you're playing this person who's literally like a walking tank, can uh-huh. take out entire rooms of people, <laughs> destroy things, blow things up. But God forbid he encounters a little fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently I can't go over there, but I'm not able to get over the little fence or the rocks that are just slightly too big for up me in, to climb until breath of the wild the greatest challenge that link could possibly encounter would be a tiny strip of water it's true uh yeah. it, because or a tiny fence because this is the first one where you can actually just make link jump whenever yep. you want he jumps on oh. command yeah <laughs> it was it's amazing oh, instead of uh, the, the auto jump yes yep. like, yeah 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 Yep, now so, he yeah, jumps on command. Everything, you know, obviously it's video game design. They're creating walls without creating walls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I actually appreciate about this one that you could be like, hey, I wonder if it's over there. Oh, God, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and run away. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, yeah, the, I can't fight that. Yeah. But it's I made too it there. big still. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's what I love about it. I don't Welcome know if any of you, world. I don't know if any of you have played the, the Doom that came out in 2016. Mm-mm. They added the ability to actually jump and climb up on top of things, which was, uh, it really made it, a, it wasn't that great of a game, to be honest, overall. But the ability to jump up and climb on things really added an element to it that, that I think a lot of first person shooters were missing prior to that. Which one? The Doom, Doom that came out in 2016. Oh, I love one. that game. Yeah, it was a lot so of fun. fun. But gosh, just the ability to actually, wow, wow, there's like something I could reach up to the top of and climb up on top of. Now I can actually do it. My biggest complaint about that game is yeah. I killed the in-boss three times and he still wasn't dead. And I'm like, fuck this game. I am going three to. Three times I had to kill him. And like the environment changes a little bit every time or he has a new attack. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> terrible, terrible boss fights that's, in that uh, game. That's Zelda and Mario logic. Yeah, it's an yeah. end boss. At least three versions. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It, I don't mind one or two. It's fine. But and after three times of killing the fucking thing, yeah. then it comes back, and I'm like, yeah. and none of them had. Ocarina of Time, I, I can baseball Ganon, falling tower Ganon, and then Ganon. Yeah, getting Ganon in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> they oh, never yeah. gave Ganon baseball a cannon because yeah. that would be cool. The well, Ganon cannon. <laughs> no, because it's baseball Ganon and he's pitcher. He's throwing something to hit him with a sword. But no, uh, you know, like a pitcher, you, the, their arm is like a cannon. Have you never heard this oh. expression? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a sports person, but you yeah. know. Um, speaking of bizarre things in games, and you talking about like all the equipment just appearing. Made me think of uh, I played about half of the newest Final Fantasy, which is about all I ever managed to do with Final Fantasy because they're beautiful <laughs> games that are tedious. And yeah, um, yeah. You, there's a you, there's four guys driving around in a car. It's a very bro trip and all of that. And each of your characters has like their special thing. Like you've got the the young little twink who's a photographer, and you've got the big burly guy who's the survivalist. So he goes forging for. Isn't food one of them a like cook? That. And one of them is a cook. <laughs> yes, um, the. The nerdy handsome guy is the cook. 
who randomly, yeah, when you handsome. get new ingredients, well, yeah. right, there's, there's normally handsome, ruggedly handsome, twinky handsome, and nerdy handsome. Okay. They just cover the gambit. <laughs> exactly. So the very diverse. So I go into a gay club. You yeah. see it all. <laughs> they uh, every time you get like a certain combination of ingredients or something like that, he'll come up with a new recipe, even if you're in the middle of fucking combat. So I'm fighting, and this wolf like has just slept on the main character, and all of a sudden the scene cuts away. Tim going like, "I just learned a new recipe." And you can actually see in the background this wolf savaging my character. I'm just playing them, not able to do anything because he's all excited that he came up with a new soup. And it comes back, and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm like, okay, maybe he could have saved his inspiration until we were out of combat. I can't fucking camp. Well, there are creatures nearby, but he can cook. <laughs> that, uh, that was That's strike awesome. one for the game. That's awesome. Well, maybe it was the wolf. Maybe he was thinking you were going to kill the wolf, and he could... Turn it into a meal, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just Again, that. The inspiration. Not the right time. <laughs> Wolf skiers. Yeah. Or maybe if you were losing the battle, he was, was uh, like, was... I've come up with a new recipe. Crown prince in broth. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Nice. I like it. What do we think of the uh, Imperial Coffee Brown? That is actually less whiskey than I expected it to be. This one's yeah. barrel aged, right? Yeah, barrel aged and whiskey uh, oak barrels. This is pretty damn good. They make smoking gun. This is okay. The, yeah, um, I definitely get the the coffee notes, mm-hmm. and maybe it's the coffee that's balancing down the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's tasty. It's actually not as uh, rich as I expected it to be. Yeah, this is similar to the other one where it, it again looks like it's going to be really heavy, but it's not. Um, I'm getting kind of a chocolatey. I knew that was up here. Well, that is uh, so good. When, what I find is if you mix a malty beer mm-hmm. with coffee, chocolate is the, just, the baby byproduct that kind of almost always comes mm-hmm. from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or it's nutty or chocolatey, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, not complaining. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm. What is this again? What this is, the, is the Field House's limited release of their Whiskey and Oak Imperial Coffee Brown. Well, damn, Field House. I think I'm going to give them another four for this one. I really like this. Uh, proudly brewed in East Abbey. I might actually give this one a four and a half, almost a five. Yeah, it is it, it's an amazing ha- beer. Um, what's its uh, what's its octane? Seven hmm. percent uh, alcohol. Uh, oh. That's actually not too ba- bad. Yeah. I, you know, that's my day to day IPA consumption. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would and just hang out and drink this. Twenty five IBU, so it's you know obviously not going to be super bitter. I, yeah. I would uh, like if I wanted to have a a dark beer night, I would like hang out with this and the. Um, the Global Mutt from uh, Wander yeah. and uh, maybe some Kitten Mittens and just uh, go to town. Yeah, these would be good starter beers. And then beers. I'd have a horrible, horrible hangover the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, is actually a collaboration uh, yeah. beer. Uh, brewed in collaboration with Smoking Gun. This beer was brewed in partnership with oh. Hopwired the Craft Rooster. Beer and Coffee Ooh. Collaboration Festival. Huh? So um, Yeah, smo- the Smoking Gun is the coffee roaster. Yeah. For the and then uh, Hop... Hopwired is a uh, festival, I guess. Mm-hmm. So amazing stuff! Ooh, yeah. should I read romance copy? <laughs> I really have to find background music for this when you do it. You know, yeah. I know. <laughs> and now, romance copy with Jeff. <laughs> this bold brown ale was conditioned on Forty Creek Canadian whiskey, toasted oak, and locally roasted coffee beans from Guatemala's. 
Huehuetengo. Tenengo? Huehuetenengo? That was a very romantic pronunciation of that. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the professional's opinion here. Huehuetenengo, <laughs> so I, I kind of got that right. Uh, region. That was Guatemala's Huehuetenengo region. Uh, offering notes of chocolate, red fruit, tangerine, and a hint of vanilla. Uh, I I would give that romance uh, novel blurb a two. <laughs> it felt very distracted. Coffee's definitely. And the... I, I felt like the tone shifted partway through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the, felt the like way way uh, tango really. I felt like my bodice was being ripped a little bit, and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait, is this a bodice or a brazier? <laughs> Uh, and is it being ripped, or did I just get it caught on something? <laughs> we uh, a couple weeks ago. So Tamara and I are not huge podcast people. I think I've shared in the past that I have a problem listening to conversations that I can't participate in. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of my greatest character flaws. Yeah. And uh, but we did. Uh, for, it is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> of all of my character flaws, it is nearly the best. Um, but we were turned on to a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah, I love that podcast. Oh yeah, I've heard about and this. And they were actually they're they've been doing their world tour. We actually saw that How in Seattle. It, it was, was really it? good. They're yes. reading the Lost Chapter, and it is one of the guys <laughs> in it. His dad actually decided to, in retirement, write a porno. Yeah, right? it's a really a bad series porno. of erotic literature. I think you that brought are, this up. I did. Um, yeah, yeah. They times. are terrible. They are so terrible. They are horrible. Yeah. And the man clearly has no idea what. Any, what's he, going on down there for women at all? No, no. You can tell when he Googles stuff too, because suddenly he's like, like scientifically accurate about how the vulva works. But most of the time, it's just labial lips. Uh, la- lids. Lids. Sorry. Labial, yeah, lids. labial lids. Pop open, and apparently oh, the cervix is, is something like that women right have control there. over. <laughs> and the and one you that you want penetrated. Yeah. Yes. Ow. Or we don't want that. Yeah. You can grab the they, cervix. You can grab the cervix. Apparently. Yes. No. It's, no. It's, <laughs> No. Okay, what, 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 pomegranates? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they frequently yeah. drape. The droop. I mean, they droop as well. They but droop. The, the Duchess is draped. Oh, that's right. Onto the table. Draped. Yes. So they're like her breasts, like thin doily, like wafting across, draping on. It, it's. And, oh my well, he God. has at least one son. So what? So presumably. And then yes, uh, but very English. They yeah. they turn off the lights, close their eyes, I'm, and just kind of feel around until something happens. Yeah, because because some women really enjoy having their boobs described as drooping. <laughs> so Apparently, the, and by one. some women, that would be no women, yeah. or at least the one that married him. And, and so basically, they read the they read these pornos line by line, and then give witty commentary. And it's great because it's, yeah. it's I've finally British and downloaded yeah. it. I just need to start listening. The one I listened to was um, the one right before they went to Albert Hall. Okay. Um, so it was just them making. Yeah, go comments. start at the beginning. Yeah, I have to go to the beginning. Well, yeah. I don't know if I can. I don't know if Stitcher uh, will allow yeah, me to Stitcher go. Yeah, Stitcher does. Stitcher does, and Acast does also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to listen to book one because there's three books out and they're about to start book four this summer. Uh, they said at the show they said sooner rather than later. Think closer to June than to. Yes. Uh, I, I can't remember if it said June or May uh, than to uh, September or October. I am so excited. So yeah, probably sometime in the summer. So the best thing about it is that they actually took the first novel and made it into a, a actual book. And Which I, we now own. You own it? We, uh, is yeah, it, we picked is it, it as beautiful as I've imagined? It, it's pretty darn good. Oh, uh, Jesus. Because uh, the, the guy's dad writes under the name Rocky Flintstone. Yes. To preserve his anonymity. Yeah. Oh. And he t- sometimes does like Q and A's with like fans. Oh, and men are in thongs, and he has a sort oh, of sell manly thongs. thongs. Yep, everyone's in thongs. 
Um, thongs? Yeah. Yes, stained he likes- black thongs specifically. Like you can tell if a black thong is stained, by the way. Let's just go there. Stain- but stained with what? <laughs> Think Do you hard. really want to know? Really? Yeah, you don't. I don't. I'm assuming I, this I, is I, a I want topic to think hard, that we're. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, it's not going to happen with this. Well, think, think hard and then think soft. What happens between the two? Ah, uh, you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but this book has got a drinking Excellent game in it. Excellent circumlocution. You're welcome. Um, so, this book's got like a drinking game in it and trivia. So, if you get the book, you can read along with the podcast and then do the drinking game because it's a really fun drinking game. Yeah. Don't oh my do God. it when you're in the car, though. That's when I most listen to the podcast. I'm like, tips. I'm like, nope, can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think cops Coffee? make an exception for the fact that you're playing a podcast. You know, it's, game. it's really, it's, it, it brings me pride and joy. Like that pod, I, there are very few podcasts I get that excited about. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's entertaining, and uh, so the author will respond to like fan letters, uh, fan emails, but he always responds wrong. And he thinks um, he's the best in the world. Wrong. Like there's a scene the where like uh, this character like paints symbols all over the main character. Somebody's like, "So what was up with the symbols?" And his answer is, "Well, I read Steph King because he." Call Stephen King Steph King. I read Steph King's uh, essay about how to write, and he said uh, including symbols is very important. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, this guy has no clue how to write. He thinks he's the best writer in the world. He has a love affair with the semicolon. Oh, but he, the love affair in the way of like, hey, I've got this really hot woman, and I'm going to try and stick my dick into her tit kind of love affair because he has no idea what a semicolon is actually used for. Yeah, no. It's like every other word is semicolon. Or as they say, semicolon. So yeah, it's a, it's entertaining. Oh my worth God. a um, no, but I, drinking I have... does help. So I can relate this back to what we're doing because it is very helpful to be consuming alcohol when when you take this on. Otherwise, it, it's just good, bad things happen. It's a good car ride. Listen, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Melinda I, I, I'm catching up with all my podcasts. So I I recently you know started listening to Missing Legends again. Woo! And, uh, you know, my other ones, how did this get made, stuff like that. I like that, that one. So. Have you picked up fictional yet? Oh, I have does. picked it up, but it's like three episodes in, so I have to go back and of, of this current uh, oh, book yeah. that he's doing. Because he's doing County Monte Cristo right now. And so he I need stops to go back. halfway through the middle of the story, and next we get Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm, I like how he's, he doesn't like just give us the full stories. Like in Myths and Legends 2, he does the same thing. He'll give us part of the story and then change, so that way he can come back to it later. So we're not just burning up. It's like... I want to hear the end of the book. Yeah. God damn it. There's an end, and I have the book, and I can go dig the book out and read it for myself, but I really want to listen to it instead. Man, it's like Rick just got back from the, the Duncan Trust one. He missed the greatest conversation that's ever happened, so it is so sad that he left I right always, then. I always miss the best conversations. Yeah. Have you started but, Adventure Zone yet? But to be honest, that P was really fantastic. No. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed so, it. So uh, how yeah, would you rate it? I was it? trying to remember uh, Probably about a three. I'm going to text it, it to was you. good. Well, I, yeah, maybe it wasn't as fantastic as I was. Yeah, I mean, that's a middle of the road. I, I was just that's... saying it was fantastic because I just wanted to make it sound like it was better than it was no, so that I, I didn't feel bad about it. famously boring. <laughs> the shake at the end was pretty good, though. No, i got to okay. say that. Well, we were just talking about uh, my dad wrote a porno, so I can understand yeah. why some extra shake would be required. <laughs> I hope you didn't stand your song. Extra shake. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Ooh, I just got a link. So um, this is going to be a shorter than normal podcast because we're doing it before the D&D game, our monthly yeah. D&D game. Um, but there is a topic we probably should get to. Um, All right. You do that. I'm going to check the food. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who wants to 
cover the history of this? I don't. I don't even know if we need to cover the history of it. Well, if you're a regular listener, yeah. which I've already added myself that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> right, I can give it a shot. Yeah. So how do you want me to introduce this? Like, just awkwardly stumble into it? I can so <laughs> Melvin Brewing. Okay, so yeah. Melvin Brewing. So Melvin Brewing. So the love affair with Melvin Brewing in Bellingham, Washington, has now come to a quick and utter death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you went really fast into that. Death. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't like an end. It wasn't, you know. Well, no we gotta we so, gotta talk her into writing a porno. I I would be great. I would talk about labial well, let, lids all clarify. day long. This was it's come to a quick and utter death. Semicolon. <laughs> semicolon. So in November, the head brewer and co-founder of Melbourne Brewing went over to Menace one drunken night. Menace is another brewery that's just down the street. We love Menace. Yeah. Um, oh, great beer. It's yeah. so good. So they go into Menace. And um, they start talking shit about Menace and other local breweries for well, one. And let's also include that they brought some of their own beer. Oh, well, I was getting license. there. I was yeah. getting there. Yeah. Then they proceed to make fun of Melvin Menace's beer. And then Melvin pops up in their beer that they've snuck into the bar and begin drinking it and talking loudly about how good their beer is. So the bartender at Menace, doing what she needs to do, goes over and tells them, you can't bring outside drinks. It's going to put their license at risk. Yeah. Um, which then the co-founder reaches up and rubs down her back, down her butt, in between her thighs, and says, there, there, baby, it's okay. So they get axed. Ew. Yeah. Mm. Um, a t- word on the wind was that there was some kind of apology. Menace didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Um, but really, the community was sitting on pins and needles, waiting for Melvin to talk out about what had happened. I mean, there was there's a small collective in the, Bell- the Bellingham Beer community that just don't go to Melvin based on this event. Um, because they want, you know, we they still want Melvin to be part of the community, but they really want them to own up to their actions. Yeah. And they don't. Um, so between November and March, word gets around that um, Toft and then Mc, McKinney, McKinley, McSomething, the two co-founders, they also have a very poor reputation in the Wyoming beer community, too, about sexually assaulting women, oh. um, t- making rape jokes in their businesses, um, as well as just making inflammatory statements about... Well, everything. Not to mention the cultural appropriation that goes on in their own business. Um, I won't get into that one quite yet. Uh, anywho, on uh, March, what was it? Is this week, March 3rd, March 4th, this year, uh, this March, last week, uh, it was made known that on Melvin's webpage on contact, instead of it saying contact us, it said touch us, which then the title said, show us on the doll where Melvin touched you. Now, yeah. Now that this came out, with Bellingham residents and beer community members alike wanting some kind of acknowledgement for Melvin for their like apologistic misogynic misogynistic apologist behavior, this was a little bit too much. I mean, we were talking about assaulting women, making jokes about assaulting women, cultural appropriation, and now we're making child rape jokes on a public forum. Which, and in all <laughs> fairness to them, that's an old joke. The whole t- show us on the doll, but given the circumstances, maybe not the best decision. On and their many part. old jokes are also tacky jokes, right? Yeah, maybe you don't not put on not your not to defend yeah. it, but exactly. it's just it's like maybe they could have uh, paid it, been paying a little closer attention to what was well, going it's, on it's, before putting that. It's kind of like how a lot of old jokes I would not put on my website. Yeah, right. it, it's kind of like how now friends is being looked at as possibly being racist and homophobic because of the old jokes we made. I mean, culture changes. We change. And that's that's the big deal. We're in this movement of it times up and me too and recognizing that sexual assault and these kinds of behaviors are not okay anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, as long as the world continues to evolve, 
you know, we let go of things in the past. However, what happened was that there was a huge backlash from the community, um, mostly a grassroots movement between, you know, the Bellingham beer community and getting other input. Businesses have now just now stopped giving, like selling their products. Yeah. See, um, Elizabeth Station, Best Buds, Gaming, a couple other local restaurants. My brain is just not working today. I had a list of them. Have all publicly denounced Melvin. I actually was in Fred Myers, and they're no longer carrying it as well. Wow. Was not in Fred Myers today. That's um, surprising. Yeah. So, and essentially what happened, and when people started posting about, you know, what you did into menace employees were not okay, what you're doing to women in the community is not okay, what you're doing um, with your website is not okay, instead of owning up and, like, really being apologetic and taking the steps or letting the steps known to move forward from this moment... These are coming back and attacking the people who are criticizing them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. which is a big no-no because all that does is it just inflame the situation. Because um, as as Melvin is telling people or threatening people, they're going to be sued for defamation, um, deleting comments, asking folks from Wyoming and other states to give good feedback because, of course, their Google, Yelp, and Facebook status, their stars just dropped from five to two. So it was a huge hit to them. Yeah. Um, it, it just kind of, they eventually they released a, an apology about, a, yeah, they didn't feel good. They didn't feel, it, it felt really fake. It was about a day later they set out, set out an apology mm-hmm. and really it was just like we engaged in some, or an employee engaged in some inappropriate behavior. It was, and it's not inappropriate. It was assault. <laughs> and then we have more women coming out of the woodwork. Um, there is a... Local, another local bar, uh, bartender who was at a beer competition who does not want to be named uh, mentioned that he had tried, to, uh, he had asked her to suck his dick, the toft guy. Um, she said no. Then he t- started to ask her how much she would take for him to have a threesome with her in terms of money. And she tried to tell him to go away again. And he continued to sexually harass her from a distance, um, calling her names, um, talking about her poorly in front of other people. Um, I think I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just gross. It is. It's really gross. And this guy's the Harvey Weinstein of beer. Kind of. <laughs> or we would like to be the Harvey Weinstein of beer. <laughs> and Bellingham had an awesome beer community long before them, and will yeah. continue long after them. So absolutely. And and really, I have not partaken since yeah. the news in November. So it's it's just it's you know, Melvin wants to be a part of the Bellingham beer community. They did not do their research about what the culture was here. They tried to bring the culture from Wyoming to Bellingham, which there isn't yeah, a crossover. The, no, no. the behavior that they're engaging is not okay. There was no repercussions. They're now stating that they have asked the employee to engage in rehabilitation and counseling <laughs> for the sexual assault. <laughs> but there has been no like actual retribution with him in terms of employment because he's the co-founder. Yeah, and they, they are consistently leaving that phrase out of their yeah, responses. It's, it's, no, it just it's, says it's just employee. an employee. You know, which and that's is all it says a Wyoming-based employee. Total bullshit. You're not an employee. One of our neighboring establishments acted inappropriately. Yeah, you're not an employee if you're the fucking owner of the place. That's the wrong word for that. So yeah. that's even it borders on being an outright lie. I mean, uh, he could just, actually be uh, <clears throat> technically he could be both an owner and an employee. Uh, yeah, an employee, I mean, if he's on the payroll, he's yeah. an employee. But I, I guess I am. Uh, I did not stop uh, back in November because I didn't hear about it then. I think the first time I heard about it was in January. I having come out of the education world, I'm like deeply suspicious of the accusation equals guilt 
thing. So it's like I needed more than having heard through the grapevine that this had gone down. Yeah. Now I definitely have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's this is not just through the grapevine now at this point. Um, I guess the what my big question is, and I actually asked uh, a friend of mine this yesterday. What would be enough? It's like what uh, we. Assuming that we have some desire to keep the idea of our beer scene growing and that, like, Melvin as a company, if not the owner culture, would be welcome here. Is there enough that they could do to make Melvin welcome in Bellingham again? I bet you there is. Oh, yeah. Bellingham's a pretty forgiving community as long as they see community action in terms of – literally standing up and saying we don't support well they are saying they don't support this but like show, putting their money where their mouth is showing us that they're you know not that they are against assault and they are against you know children rape and molestation yeah. um there should have been a swift action there should have been a public apology immediately following instead of handling instead of being proactive i guess they're they're just handling with backlash mm-hmm. yeah they're just trying to save face right now, and it's obvious to everyone. Um, so uh, my my dear friend, she posts this beautiful blog post because um, we had an incident in Bellingham with a uh, Rigoyan or Royogan. He was the owner of Cosmos, yeah. And how the two, even though they started with sexual assault, how the two incidents ended up differently because Cosmos is a very successful business in Bellingham, and everyone loves Cosmos. You should totally go give them your business. Yeah. Um, Royogan was um, he was convicted of eight charges of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially what happened when those charges came out, the other owner, Sinman Berg, immediately said this was not okay. She was not supportive of this. She was going to do what she could to remove Reagan from the business. And she was going to work to make sure that Cosmos's reputation was not damaged by this news, by working with local women's groups, DVSAS, mm-hmm. and yeah. really got involved in the community. Yeah. She owned up that this was disgusting. It was happening within her business, and she made sure that it was no longer going to be a presence and that everyone was welcome in, in Cosmos and it's a safe place. Melvin is just trying to tell people to shut the fuck up and go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't want to address it. They don't want to talk any they don't want to talk meaningful about meaningful information about how they feel as a company they're too interested in deleting comments and telling people that they don't know anything and then supporting the um non-melvin commenters on social media who are threatening people in bellingham and calling feminist nazis and telling people they need men and they should be raped which is happening and melvin's not doing anything to stop that conversation but they are stopping the ones where people are like this is not okay. What are you going to do about this? Yeah. So. Yeah. The, and I, I think this really touches on the overall societal situation that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, these guys are from another state. And you're fired. What did you just do? <laughs> she thought that your uh, head looked chapped and she uh, yeah. needed some more blood. Yeah. My daughter was putting chapstick on my head because <laughs> I'm bald. Um, it smell good. And now I smell good. <laughs> but uh, it, it's funny. I, I find it always. Quite funny that people talk about how Bellingham is, yeah. and they just assume that the rest of the country and world is like that, and it's not. We're very lucky to live in a place yeah. that, oh, yeah. that yeah. has the kind of communities that you're speaking about, mm-hmm. and most places don't, especially a place like Wyoming. Yeah. Well, the Wyoming folks should actually take a look at their history. They're the only state that actually entered the union with uh, women having the right to vote because they wouldn't. For, come in as a state unless they did. Oh, wow. Uh, and they also had the first female governor in the country. Wow. Uh, because cool. Wyoming was actually settled by prospectors and ranchers and cowboys, and the civilizing influence of the West were, in, in the first wave, frequently prostitutes, <laughs> and in the second wave, 
women shop owners and things like that who came in to turn it from just a a work camp into a community. And so the uh, Wyoming was actually early on by the times one of the most regressive states in the country. Yeah. Uh, And then then what happened? Yeah. And then I guess they became Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. Well, so to 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 bring this, you know, back to the podcast, um, one of the the reason I I think we needed to discuss it. I mean, there's many reasons we need to discuss it. um, But, you know, early on. We were big supporters of Melvin, and um, I, like way back, it was like episode twenty or so when Mike. Yeah, went, we're talking when three years ago when yeah. we started the podcast. Mike brought Mike brought Melvin back, and um, you know I've always sort of thought, hey, that's cool. We have bragging rights that we may have been amongst the first people in Bellingham to try Melvin because of that, and um, and so we've always been like these. And they and in all fairness, they've got fantastic beer, but. You know, I I feel like we need to officially just say, you know, that what our position is on this, which I think at this point, I, I I'm assuming we all agree with what we discussed off yeah. line, or off the podcast, which is until they get rid of this person who is the source of all these problems, um, they're not on the podcast anymore. We're not going to have any more of their beer. We're not going to discuss them. We're not going to promote any of their stuff. And um, I I don't. I think the most amazing thing out of this whole situation, the, the best thing is that um, there's been a huge community outpour for other local breweries and sales have increased. Yeah. Menace, where the first incident to take place, has been packed every night. I mean, it's usually pretty cool. busy and it's a really good yeah. local haunt. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's been packed. There was a cash mob right after the news came out. So, basically, people just swarmed in, gave money. There was a huge party and food. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to recognize and respect and remember that we've got a lot of really good um, local businesses that, you know, deserve our support. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. they're worth it. I mean, Menace makes amazing beer, in my opinion. Which- and that's and that's really cool too. And and that reminds me of what Caleb said on the way up when we were talking about this, which is that um, you know these guys aren't terrible. And I bet a lot of the people showing up to support Menace are other people from other breweries as mm-hmm. well around town. And the fact that you know that Melvin seems to have this attitude that it's more of a you know tear each other down. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of regions where the brewery scene is a competition, and it has never been that in Bellingham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time somebody's like, "Hey, I'm thinking of taking this step," it's like the entire brewery, brew culture, like comes together and helps them. There's yeah. actually a new brewer going into Sunnyland. Uh, Twin Sisters uh, Brewing is getting ready to open up a tap house. Yeah. Oh. And uh, like a lot of their initial equipment, they're they're actually getting like help from the other breweries who are like selling it to them at a discount or giving it to them That's to cool. help them make that step. Yeah. And they're going to be literally two blocks from. Colshin. Well, the, yeah. they will li- be a direct yeah. competitor. Not mind you, Colshin has to worry about direct com- competition. They're <laughs> never empty. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is a. Um, but there is this overall vibe in the Bellingham beer community of we are all here because we love beer and we love this community and we want both to do yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it is noteworthy that the one time that that has not played out is somebody who came into town to start a brewery and yeah. that's rather the, than yeah. And that's the thing. They didn't yeah. know that they wanted to be in the community. They didn't want to be a part of the community. They didn't want to understand the community. Um, it was a huge marketing miss and they should have known better that Bellingham's not going to tolerate some of the this things that they This is a much departure in, from the previous yeah. In Wyoming. Yeah. Um, this is 
fucking delicious. Um, yeah, so we we probably did you did you have anything else you want? Sorry, to Sorry, I didn't. Want to do it. Do it. No, it's yeah. a serious topic, but this yeah. is a fucking delicious beer. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I yeah. did want to yeah. comment about how you you mentioned how well you all did. I was dealing with food, but uh, how you mentioned that uh, the community here is very supportive of one another, mm-hmm. and I think that that goes throughout Bellingham. As yeah. well, just about every part of the community, whether it's restaurants or or beer places or just you know yeah. general. In Western Washington, we're actually very much like mm-hmm. that. I could mm-hmm. say, being in the casino industry, all the casinos up and down I five, we all talk, we all support each other, we all you know, because it, it's not necessarily about the competition; it's about giving the best quality to your guest or customer that yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it, it, it really frustrates our vendors. You know, all the, all the vendors that sell us our slot machines because we all talk yeah. <laughs> and we all know all the lies and deceit and ridiculousness that these they corporations are doing. They can't and play when, you off each other. Exactly. And when they come into the state and try to do all that stuff, they're shut down almost mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, that's funny. and that's that's the one good thing about Western Washington and Bellingham in particular that we yeah. you know it, it's it, it, we are a community. Well, and I, I guess cool. that's actually something that's important to say. I. I don't want to leave the rest of the uh, state out of it when I say Bellingham has an amazing beer community because that really runs through the entire state. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, yeah, you yeah. up and down I-5 and, you know, that one or two places that are worth going to east of the mountains. <laughs> Sorry, east of the mountains. I'm not a fan. Um, Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> no Everybody is, like, super yeah. cool and supportive of each other. It's like it's the most interesting thing going to, like, beer festivals like the April Brews Day or things like that. It's like nobody is, like, throwing shade or anything like that. Everybody's just like, oh, cool. I love those guys. I'm drinking my brew that I love, and I'm going to go over here because I love their beer, too. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I will say one thing, too. Um, Along with this amazing community outreach and support of each other, there have been a couple outliers. Like, there always is. And, like, in protest, you have that one guy that throws the one brick through the one window and things go sideways. Um, (laughs) Melvin was vandalized pretty horribly. Um, yeah. with blue spray, spray paint saying get out of Bellingham you homophobic F word um, and not F word like fuck because I'll say fuck all day long other one that I don't like to use then fabulous also, Did they, yes. say, they said homophobic fag yes Okay. okay. Caleb will say it, um, no. and then also that suck. No, that, I, I mean, if you're yeah. going to be insulting, be insulting intelligently. Well, no, then it goes to That's say suck weird. dick, get out of town. Um, and I also want to say <laughs> um, that I don't support this confused. kind of retaliation. No. Um, if you really want to hurt a business, don't give them your business. Just you know, leave okay. honest. I don't, don't give them an insurance claim. I don't yeah. want to go into Alex Jones mode, but that sounds like somebody almost vandalizing it to make the. All right, and, let's not go conspiracy well, theory here. Well, I, I will say that that people have actually wondered that. Like, it's a legitimate wonder and conspiracy yeah. in the community because it's like this doesn't sound like something that Bellingham would say yeah, yeah. because we generally don't tend to make homophobic comments like that in general. Um, but you know, if we still, still, I do not yeah. support the people that are going out and vandalizing buildings. Just don't yeah. give them your business. Yeah. You know, voice, share, talk to other people in the community about why you don't like them. Talk about why you're not going to spend money for them with them. Tell them no, thank you when they come around with advertisements. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. don't make the problem worse. Send than an email. Is. Send yeah. an email. I mean, if you have no time beyond that, send an email to their corporate office and just say, "Hey, I'm not buying your stuff anymore until yep. you fix the problem." Yep. 
I mean, that that kind of stuff is way more effective than vandalizing something or yeah. you know it's just well that. You go, and going then, so far as to vandalize something like that or throw bricks through windows it's yeah. it's a childish reactionary well and, and then more power and then the worst really the worst part of it is that you give ammo to people not that it's not that I give a shit what their opinions are but the people who are dead set against listening to any of this you now have they now have ammo to say well look at the kind of people we're dealing with yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's do not be, need it's that. Giving them the look of being the victim is taking away power from the movement. Yeah. So yeah. please, if you guys want to protest Melvin, please protest Melvin, but do it respectfully. Don't give them business. They don't yeah. need any more attention. And remember, one of the joys of being a capitalist uh, country, supposedly, is uh, that we <laughs> can just speak with our dollars. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And as an aside, when we're talking about the awesome community that we have, I do want to take a, a quick moment to plug something that isn't rapey. Uh, and uh, that is that uh, any of you who are interested in help building another part of our culture, not just the beer part, although there's that too, uh, the Sylvia Center for the Arts is doing a Kickstarter to help them push uh, that last push to get their um, big 160 seat theater open. Awesome. Uh, so if you if you search Google for Sylvia and Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, you will find uh, the Kickstarter. It, we're yeah, about a third of the way there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's actually some really cool uh, swag that goes along with the different levels. You can also just uh, do support without any swag. Uh, and cool. in the very back, with this gorgeous view of the bay, Bellingham Cider Company opened up a restaurant that is amazing. And they have a fantastic list of ciders that they make, um, beers, some actually really cool craft cocktails. I had one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a whiskey ginger. But instead of ginger ale, they actually used... Aslan's uh, ginger pale ale. Oh, so good. And it was, I, yeah. I, you know, anybody who has listened to me on past podcasts know that I'm not a huge fan of Aslan, but they have actually gotten better. They have. Reliably, they have. I, there's yeah. like two I can drink, at least two I can drink there anytime I'm there. Um, well, and the ginger has always been, that's always been but, fantastic. And the, but their ginger rye uh, pale ale is like an ingredient in this cocktail, and it was fantastic. Huh. Uh, so, uh, which is it's awesome that Sylvia Center was able to like release them that space uh, to uh, start getting some revenue, and then hopefully it was it's actually been really cool. Uh, Tamara and I actually uh, gave to their capital campaign last year hmm. uh, to help uh, with everything going on, and we like had a tour back in the summer where the walls were just like lines drawn on the floor, and then we were there on Friday, and the walls are now up. Yeah, that's and it cool. was really cool to to see the progress and see. Uh, when this all comes together, it's going to be two theaters, music rooms, practice rooms, classrooms, wow. uh, classrooms uh, dance studio kind wow. of space, uh, galleries. It's basically trying to bring a, like a new feature to the Bellingham Arts yeah. District. So it is it cool. is huge in terms of what it can possibly do. And uh, they only need their Kickstarters for sixty five thousand to get the last money they need to actually open up that yep. one hundred sixty. Wow. And they are That's currently cool. at fourteen thousand nine hundred fifty nine dollars with twenty five days to go. So, yeah. uh, wow. every little bit helps. And one, uh, Tamara and I did the Kickstarter at the five hundred dollar level where uh, you get uh, to name a seat. So Aww. we just have to decide uh, how we what what we want to call our seat. Ted Bob. <laughs> okay, now that we've got the worst suggestions out of the way, Nathaniel, Albus Dumbledore. There we go. Ooh. Oh no, I'll the do the creepiest headmaster ever. Take my arm, Harry. Take my arm. Take my arm, Harry. Uh, <laughs> that should be the name of the seat. Take my arm, Harry. No. <laughs> guys, well, are we, my just, childhood. We, we just talked about how making fun of child abuse culture is not funny. <laughs> 
You know what? I, I tend to err on the side of uh, uh, kids in the hall mm. that everything is funny, but it has to be within a certain context yes. yeah, yeah. before you present. I, I just wish that, I, in retrospect, and I'm sure Rowling thinks the same thing, I wish she'd thought of other words to have him say in that moment. And maybe, I don't know, maybe super powerful oldest wizard on the planet could maybe do more than a 17-year-old kid. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. He was not 17. He was 12. He was 11 in the beginning. Totally legal. Well, it, it's just always It ends funny. when he was 17. Because it's seven years. He started at 11. Yeah. Pretty sure he was also older because than Because also he... Uh, no, he was in like more than hundred. Yeah, he was more than hundred. No, he had his seventeenth birthday because that's when the trace. Uh, that's yeah. when the the spell his mom cast ended, which is why they had to sneak him away from. Anyway, <laughs> regardless. Wow. Regardless. Out. Let's go back to uh, Fieldhouse yeah, Brewing let's, let's and their Fodor beer, aged in white oak, wild sour saison. Ugh. Oh. It is a six point seven percent alcohol by volume. Delicioso! It's fantastic. It's actually not super sour. Oh, it it's like a sour. strong beer. I'm I'm going to give this one another a four. It's four. Oh, this across is the board, crazy. Really I, these guys are great. I, I will to- actually give this a five. It's wow. a tolerable yeah. sour for mm. me. Yeah. And as I hate no, sours, it, has it is beautiful. Expo- is there a romance uh, novel for this? <laughs> Uh, they're ro- romance copy. Yeah. Romance and copy. now, romance copy with Jeff. Let's see if he can get this one right. Hopefully it won't refer to a region of Guatemala. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Forder beer uh, aged in white oak. Fine crafted beer aged three months in white oak. Conditioned in bottles. Thoughtfully brewed in East Abbey. Brewed in bottle for our two-year anniversary. This beer gives an unrestrained fit of brazen funk. Vibrant fruit and mad cap floral spiced flavors. Say that again. Unrestrained funk? Br- no, wait. Brazen no. funk. It, it, this beer gives an unrestrained fit of brazen funk, <laughs> vibrant <laughs> fruit, and madcap floral spice oh, flavors. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, yeah um, that is porn copy right there. That- <laughs> Oh boy, but it is a it fucking is amazing delicious. beer. As I'm telling you, these, this is just a sample of three of their beers. As and they have probably, uh, yeah. they I think they have yeah. like eight or nine on tap of the different beers. Yeah. So the, uh, the uh, salted black porter is just a that's one of their mainstays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, these others are obviously uh, kind of warm. Well, this, is, this is really cool, too, because, I mean, we've had a few Canadian beers on the podcast, and they have not done so well. Well, the Harry Potter beers were really good. Those yeah. were always really good. And I can't remember the name of that brewery. Yeah. It, it was like Nimbus Calunis Badunis or something. <laughs> Whatever the beer was. I don't know. But anyway, it was uh, that one was from, I think, Vancouver Island. Okay. And that, that brewery is actually pretty good. I don't remember the name of the brewery at this point. Yeah. But we have had other others it, on that didn't perform so well, like uh, Dead Frog. Yeah, that's they fine. have that's uh, hit and miss beers. Yeah, I'm spending a fair amount of time now on the East Coast. It, it, whenever I'm there, it's like I drink beer wherever I go, yeah. but I do try and drink local beer because it's like I, yeah, sure, I could get the you know Alaskan Amber there, but I can get Alaskan Amber here. Why the hell would I drink it in New yeah. York? Yeah. Um, but it is interesting the regional variations in terms of styles and definitions and things like that, and. For a lot of the breweries up in BC, I find that they are 
um, they're a different style than Washington. And this actually tastes more like a Washington style mm-hmm. brew house compared to like Granville or something like that, which seems a little more like East Coast. Like their IPAs aren't quite as hoppy. No. They're, uh, their pale ales are a little maltier, things like that. Mm-hmm. There's just these little regional differences that make it so it's like, ah, that's good, but it's not what I want. It's not the, it's not the beer I want to hug and go to bed with. <laughs> I mostly just want to hug beer and go to bed with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll drink beer anyway. Anywhere. Um, but no, I suggest everyone head over to East Abbey and try out the uh, Fieldhouse Brewing. I've literally not- never been to Abbotsford. You've given me a reason. <laughs> it is it is the only reason to go, really. Mm. I don't mm. know of any other thing. I mean, they have a Costco, but you. Oh, yeah, so do yeah. we. Yeah. Canadian well, if Costco. I to that Costco is much closer than our Costco <laughs> from our house. If I wanted to torture oh, myself really? at a Costco, I would just go to the one in Bellingham. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to picture a Canadian Costco. It no would be characterized by no Canadians oh, in it whatsoever Canadians. because they're all here. Every, uh, uh, only people from Sumas. Yeah. Uh, they also have Timmy Ho's, so you know Timmy, Timmy Hortons, Timmy which Ho's, is you know yeah. super super Canadian. Yeah, and I think totally. they call it Costco. Oh yeah, oh. not Costco. Oh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> so you want to go to Costco? Yeah, I think we should go out and go to Costco. Okay. This totally. Josh, are you betcha? <laughs> and on that, Minnesota. Yeah, I tend to, to. The more I do the Canadian accent, I just go straight to Minnesota. Well, well, once you start pulling in, <laughs> you start pulling in your vowels, and you're going with the full Minnesota, and then you start to do it just this. Goes further. Oh, now you're going all Pennsylvania Dutch and bouncing. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. Final Absolutely. thoughts. Final final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, fucking Fieldhouse Brewing. It's it's an amazing place. Yeah. And uh, they do. take all the money you would have spent at Melvin and give it to Sylvia Center. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. I'm excited to so, get my T-shirt from Sylvia Center now. Yeah. Me <laughs> We're gonna give money. Awesome. Well. Good night, Dave. Well, good mic, Dave. Good night. Christ. <laughs> Thanks. My hearing will return shortly after these messages. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me, but I'm having an unrestrained fit of brazen funk. This episode of Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, and our very special guest Caleb Sanders. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Uh, I would look like a a bad Fellini movie knockoff. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't recording, but I think tights with no pants would be a great name for the episode. <laughs> tights with for no the pants. record. Well, it's, it's the name of my next, uh, you know, stand-up, you know, special. <laughs> the creepy doll. We now have a creepy doll. In I'm going to knit it a mask, and it's going to wear it. Uh, there's a Jonathan Colton song about that. Knitting masks? No, creepy dolls. Oh.
<laughs> it's a creepy fucking doll. Everyone thinks it's creepy. She thinks it's adorable. And there's a creepy doll. <laughs> that always follows Or like you. those... <laughs> It's got a ruined eye. That's or like those, those okay. get it, those sunglasses with the hands on them. Remember those from like the 90s? <coughs> the hand sunglasses, put those on the doll. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That'll make it less. You know, I think it would make it less creepy if we got one of the Geordie LaForge things. There you <laughs> go. That would be perfect. <laughs> that, we can make that too. Absolutely. Uh, a, uh, the unnecessarily acronymed visor. Yeah. <laughs> What was the acronym? Uh, it was actually something really stupid and uh, redundant. It was like v- visual, optical, sensory, something receiver or something like that. They, I mean, obviously, like, get in there, acronym. <laughs> I like, it didn't have to be an acronym. Just Pfizer was fine. Um they call, they call that a backronym. When mm-hmm. they, yeah, a backronym. Because yeah. <laughs> hey, we have a word. Let's make it mean something. <laughs> it's a challenge for those who do word stuff and things. Yeah. I don't. So uh, we'll at some point need to do an episode uh, trying to decide what the three is backronymed to in beer plus three. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's never going to be known. It's we wrote it down. Totally on a piece of paper. housed, retarded. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not use the R word. Okay. Um, I, they hardly, really, even ever. <laughs> <laughs> even more meaningless. Yeah. Mm. Oh, coffee. You were my favorite. This is why. Is this it is really going to be the first? You had this before. Yes. What is that? What are you doing? What's what's happening? Crumbs. Oh. You're fired. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jeff mentioned it's a great, great brewery. Yeah. With super yummy pizza and food. Yeah. Super tiny though. It's like maybe the size of this room. That's how small it is. It's super tiny. So kind of there is a huge outside area, and then they have a grassy beyond that where they have the heaters and everything, and the tables. Uh, during the summer, they have. A grassy area with. I like the fact though that you 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 said you could link it into booze. I always I almost feel like we should do that as like our own Kevin Bacon thing. It's mm-hmm. like how how many how many topics are we away from you know from booze with anything? I think we could uh, six degrees from booze. Yeah, which is yeah. my best friend's uh, nickname because he's become a cop. So he is actually Kevin Bacon. <laughs> really? nah, that's true. That's true. He should be back soon. Isn't he? I may I need something refreshing and beer like. I really I cannot drink this early though, so I need like little tiny bit. Of I think you can drink this early. <laughs> you okay, got all day. Let me to rephrase walk it that. Off. I can drink that early, but nobody wants to witness that. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I do too. All right, wrong group. <laughs> I can, but I ought. Exactly. No, nobody outside this little bubble wants to witness that. I don't know. I could probably advertise it and get people to say yes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should put a, out an all call for Bear Plus Three. We could do yeah. a, a Twitter Guys, vote or something. Guys, you want this man to walk your <laughs> you dog. Go. Encourage him to drink because he will walk start your a, Start a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Rick Day Drink. Like 50 dogs <laughs> out in front of me. I earned every single one of these. <laughs> it's noon somewhere. No, it's... <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, why not? Daylight savings time. I'm sure that enters into the calculations. Yeah. Um, actually, so. as of if we were going by yesterday's calculations, it's nine thirty. So, Yay. Uh, okay, we'll forget daylight savings time. That's, that it's, too, it's, a, it's a rubbish law. <laughs> yeah. You can't go back. It's too late. I can't go back. <sighs> we could just we could just start right here, yeah. right now, set the clocks back and say, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Damn it. And then your next door neighbors will go, that's a great idea. I'm doing it. And then it'll just It'll, it'll spread, spread from there like wildfire. <laughs> that's that's and what everyone we will get in trouble for being late. Change. Right. Except in certain red states where they're going to claim it was a liberal conspiracy to steal an hour from us. So mm-hmm. we're not doing it. We know well, what you're doing. Well, they'll blame Obama or Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> Are we actually recording it? I, this is the warm-up, but yeah, oh, we okay. haven't started yet. This will end up at the end of the podcast as a oh, hilarious okay. little treat for people who hang on. Gotcha. <laughs> so hang on. I, I just like switching my uh, – the, the two ways that I edit myself when I'm on the air. I just need to switch oh, okay. that on. Yeah. So that's the only thing I need to know. <laughs> the two ways. What, the, what are the two ways? <laughs> well, since we're recording, it would be silly for me to say. Uh, anything, <laughs> anything directly related to my sex life that might involve my partner. Yeah. Uh, I think you've stated that before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I guess anything that would be like inherently confidential about my work or anything like that. Yeah. I, I typically I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. Unless, and then I get Mike into trouble. Unless I notice. <laughs> yeah, unless I know somebody's that, okay with it, I'll, I'll usually clip those kind of things <clears> out. But Mike will do that for, to himself, so it, it's, it, it really requires oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that uh, the first time I guested on uh, Beer Plus 3 was the first time that you guys actually had to go back and edit out content yeah. from the main podcast because yeah. Mike overshared. <laughs> Yes, with his <laughs> wife in the room. Yeah, Mike had this idea that the podcast was going to be this, like we were just going to bare our souls. Yeah, confession. And then you remember that there are other people in your lives? Yeah, yeah well, that, but... I think his wife reminded him there was other people in his life. <laughs> what he hadn't figured out, though, about me is I'm not bearing my fucking soul, especially not on a podcast. Nope. I, might, I might do that with... Individuals at certain times yeah. in limited ways, but I'm not gonna, you know, go on to. So I always have the scoop, listeners. <laughs> Everything you get from Rick is tripe. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think I've made. Don't that believe clear. a word he says. I've made that clear. <laughs> well, we're gonna start with a salted black porter today. Um, oh no, Lee, we should probably start the podcast. Should that we? would yes, that's should a fine start. This fine idea. Let's get Excellent. it started. Hot. Let's get started. I think you're making a. a you know, I hear that song every day. Every day I hear that song, you know and then right after started. that is my voice. Get started. So get every started. time there's a jackpot at work, I recorded a little blurb at work, and then they play that song when a jackpot goes off oh, no over the the PA system, and what then did you I say? Say, I don't remember what I what said. Did you say? I don't know. I read it. Oh come on! You didn't. You didn't. You don't. You haven't practiced like I did my radio it. voice. You, you don't stand in the middle of the floor and 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 do the do I the lip to. sync I, with we, it. No, I don't. No, I don't. You automated it so you didn't have to run into they, the middle yeah. of the room every time it happened. Yeah, they they automated it. I was yeah with the voice as well, but now it's Aaron who hasn't worked there in like two years. She's the voice of. The- Still kills me that I was like it was like one thirty in the morning once, and I was just up. I was just vegging in front of the TV. I was like way past the time I should have gone to bed, and I'm sitting there, and an ad came on for your casino, and I'm just staring at it, and then like right, and then they're doing these quick cuts of people in the casino doing different things, and yeah. then the last one was a group of people having dinner, and then I'm just like, oh, I'm looking at Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I wasn't. I was. That was. I was in the commercial with my boss, and then another man. Uh, yeah, you were all. Director. You were all holding your glasses. Up. We were. Wearing, we're like the only people wearing suits at the whole place. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like I'm. I'm seeing Jeff's face at one thirty in the morning. It's probably time to go to bed. <laughs> 
It's funny whenever I go to the uh, movies because they they'll play our ad at the movie theater oh, before yeah. the movie starts, yeah, and I'm like, oh, cool. that's that's Dave, <laughs> that's Karen. You know, I'm like pointing people out. I know all those people because they're all people that work there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, oh, that person doesn't work there anymore. They got fired for such and such and such and such. You know. <laughs> Thanks. We didn't expect a commentary on the ads. <laughs> Somebody want to shut the commentary come visit track the off. Silvery Casino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, what's it called now? No, it's the Silver Reef Hotel, Hotel Casino, Casino and Spa. Spa. No, no, it's a no. casino. There's no and. It's Hotel Casino <laughs> Spa. Oh, it used to, there used to be an and. Yeah, uh, that, But the... that may have been years ago. I don't know. I, I don't pay much attention to that. <laughs> I just say, Silver Reef Casino, how may I help you? Mm-hmm. What do you wear? How may I help you? <laughs> Money-making part. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Insert your bill here. <laughs> To get, to get assistance, please deposit five chips. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> what, Cher? Oh, the Jeff Goldblum Funko came out. Uh, with him laying down? Yes! The one they keep putting him on other stuff? Yes! Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a huge crush on Jeff Goldblum. That man really? is a fine fucking whiskey. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> well, he... Fine fucking whiskey or a fine whiskey fucking? Both. Did you like the fly? It was okay. <laughs> the original or the Jeff Goldblum? Help me. The original I watched yeah, I as, a, as a very... Yeah, I watched that when I was very, very young, and it absolutely scared the total fuck. I mean, I watched the whole thing I'm watching. This is kind of a weird, creepy movie. The very last scene where you see, or near you the end where you the see web. the guy. Yeah, yeah. like, oh my God, I've had enough of this fucking movie. I can't see this anymore. So good. I love that. The Vincent yeah. Price one is, is yeah. amazing. But yeah, the Jeff Gold. Yeah, that was a good movie also. It was a good remake. I'm not a huge fan of body horror, so. Uh, let me try to start this, and I don't remember what I was going to do for an intro, so I'm just going to do it. Just wing it. I'll cut out all the pauses. <laughs> uh, well, uh, welcome to... Beer. Okay. Plus three. You just added ten minutes of work. <laughs> no, we'll redo this. We'll redo. Oh, good.